I'm Nicole Wakeland. And I'm Eileen Falkenberg-Hull. And this is Fast Women, brought to you by Newsweek. We travel the world, stay in the best hotels, drive the newest cars, and have off-the-beaten-path adventures. And we're going to tell you all about it. Let's buckle up and hit the road. Let's hit the road. Angry Eileen. Damn it. Hit the road. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, it's another week and another airplane. Another airplane. We are up. It is 5.30 in the morning on the West Coast, 8.30 on the East Coast. Which still feels early. It does. It feels <laughs> early. The sun is up. The birds are chirping. The heat is also up. The thermometer is rising. We're in Palm Springs. It's toasty. It's toasty. But we're not here to talk about Palm Springs. No, we can't tell you about that for a little while yet because it's embargoed secret, secrety, secret information. I mean, we'll tell you later where, yes. why we're here. Just not but, today. Another day. Right. Another day. So last week, I went somewhere hot. Mm-hmm. I went to Las Vegas last week. Where'd you I go last week? I also went somewhere hot. I went to Texas to drive all things Toyota and Lexus. I'm calling it Toilexapalooza. That sounds like a less exciting festival. It's not as exciting as the other festivals, but the name is cool. I mean, it was better than what they called it. HQ Confidential. That's what is fun. Toilexapalooza. That's what I'm going with. I like that better. I like that better. But you know what else I like? I like racetracks and I like buttermilk pie. Mm, those two things. Those are two something. very high on my list. So why don't we tell the audience, we'll tell them what those two things have in common at the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But now let's dive in and talk about Toilexapalooza. Toilexapalooza. Okay, Eileen, so what were you doing in Las Vegas if you were actually not, you know, driving a thing? So I didn't actually drive anything all week in in Las Vegas. I was there to present at a conference, the Reuters Auto Summit, uh, talking about retailing and automotive, you know, not stuff our audience here really cares about. But um, <laughs> it was interesting nonetheless. I enjoyed it. Uh, I presented on stage with Susie Guzzo, who is the brand director for Cadillac, learned some stuff about GM I did not know. Um, she's fantastic. Uh, if you ever have a chance to meet her or talk to her, Nicole, I highly recommend it. She knows her stuff. She's from Pittsburgh. Yay, um, go she Pittsburgh. used to work for the Steelers. Steelers, I know, Pittsburgh Steelers, woohoo! But you're not supposed to be a Steelers fan. You're supposed to be a New England fan. I know. You you live in New England. I'm supposed to be a New England Patriots fan and love Tom Brady, even though he went to the Buccaneers. And the only reason I know this is because you can't know that and live in New England. You have to know all this. But I'm not a I'm not a Patriots fan. I never have been. Always been a Steelers fan. Always been black and gold. Sorry. Sorry, New England. I'll root for you as long as it doesn't hurt the Steelers. Otherwise, go Steelers. I believe. And I'm digging into my really in-depth knowledge of rap music here is black and yellow black and yellow oh. that is the song that they oh. sing is it i, I know was, i'm from the pittsburgh area ish i don't know I so i feel like i guess it's black and yellow black and gold ah, whatever black in a yellowish yellow, goldish color that is not the red white and blue of the patriots <laughs> you know that is 100 percent true and tom brady is a traitor but that's beside the point exactly so and I say that as someone who does not really give a flying flip about the Patriots. Um, but I was there. I stayed at the, I was in Las Vegas. I stayed at the MGM Grand. Um, it was fine. They had some of the nicest personnel of any casino staff I've encountered in my vast knowledge of going to Las Vegas for now the last year and a half-ish. Um, but it was graduation weekend. There were so many girls in short skirts and graduation hats. And I guess if that's your thing, that's your thing. But holy heck, were they everywhere. <laughs> so, is um, this like, But I was not there for them. Is this like college graduations? It can't be high school graduations. It has to be college I, kids, right? 
I don't know. And I really did not want to corner one and ask. You didn't I felt like ask? that was a felony. So I <laughs> chose not to ask. <laughs> I had no interest in them. I was there for business and I was like, get me in, get me out. I slept in a room that had a bright green light coming through the door. Oh, oh not the door. I'm sorry, through the window. The Lovely. whole window was illuminated neon green until about 2 a.m. Oh, and their shades were not thick enough to block it out. Because so I went Vegas. to bed glowing like Kermit. Yeah. And woke up glowing like the sunshine that was that's, rising in the same direction. Very, it was fabulous. That's very Vegas. That's very, very Vegas. That is on I, brand. I literally went, to, went and stayed at the hotel, went to the convention center, and literally walked right outside to my Uber driver who was driving a <laughs> Chevrolet Bolt EV and went straight Ooh. back to the airport and came home. Um, but I did enjoy my time on the ground nonetheless. Uh but it was really interesting. So Chevy Bolt EV, yeah. I've driven it. You've driven it. We had a heck of a time in one a few years ago. I have driven it. We had when we almost, I, I'm going to, I'm not being dramatic at all. We almost died in Arizona driving a Chevy Bolt EV because. In the heat. In the heat where where I am convinced because I, re, I watched just way too many cowboy movies with my dad when I was a kid that if you stray from whatever it is you're supposed to be doing, you immediately die. Vultures will circle, circle over you. Your lips will get all parched and you'll be dead in the desert. That's what almost happened to us driving the Chevy Bolt EV. No exaggeration. So Mm-mm. if you go north of Las Vegas, I'm sorry, not Las Vegas, north of Phoenix, um, <laughs> again, another desert, another hot area. Um, if you go north of Phoenix, the, the exits become very long apart. Yes. And this was like 30 miles apart and it was an added 60 miles of range we had not anticipated we would have to use. Um, it was it was a learning experience for us. It was. We did not die, but however, the event we were attending, they had anticipated the bolt arriving with more power than it did. Yes. So it had to be flatbedded out of there. But we were given a lovely vehicle to come back in because of the kind folks at Chevrolet and others uh, made sure we did. But anyway, that was the last time I was at a Bolt EV. Yes. So it's been a few years. It's been a few mm-hmm. recalls since then. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Just a little recall one's issue. At, but Whatever. It, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know where this one was at, but it was serviceable for the 10 minutes I was in it on the way to the Las Vegas airport, <laughs> which, by the way, has the best taxi service uh, corral of any airport they I've are, ever been they to. They are super organized. It's like a bazillion. Yes. You know, I think it's because they have these huge conventions like huge conventions. So you will have just massive numbers of people coming in all at once and everyone needs an Uber. And somebody in Vegas said, if we're going to make this work, we got to make this whole Uber thing work better for everyone. And it is the most organized pickup and drop off ever. Driving the Bolt EV. One of the things that the guy asked me, asked me what I was doing, why I was there, et cetera, et cetera. And oh, I explained to him what I do for a living. So we were talking about different cars and he was telling me, you know, really like the Hyundai Ionic 5. It's got great looks, blah, blah, blah. We mm-hmm. kind of talked about how there's not a lot of bad EVs on the market today. Like there's really good ones and it kind of just depends on what you like. And yes. so we talked kind of around. So we've got the Bull EV, the Leaf, the Kia EV6, the Hyundai Ionic 5, and the Ford Mustang Mach-E. Yes. So I'm going to quiz you on those, Nicole. Oh, Short no. quiz. It's a lot of pressure. Okay, go. Okay, I know you're awake. I brought you coffee. Mm-hmm. I know you're awake. So <laughs> here we go. Okay. Out of those, one, two, three, four, five, on that list. Yes. Which one would you not own? Oh, which one would I not own? Oh, and gosh. Why? Oh, oh, I have to throw someone under the electric bus. Um, I would, <laughs> At least it's an electric bus. I would, <laughs> no CNG here. I would not own... Oh, I would not own the Chevy Bolt. Why would you not own the Chevy Actually, Bolt? Actually, I'm sorry. I would not own the Chevy Bolt EV. Um, Why would you not own the Chevy Bolt EV? Because, okay, I, I probably would have thought I would have said maybe like Nissan Leaf because it's such a short range. But if, I mean, if I just need a tiny little range, the Leaf, and it has a longer range now than it did, Leaf is fine. I think the Chevy Bolt has this weird, 
plastic fantastic vibe inside like I know, I've talked about it being like a play school light car. Yeah. Like it feels like you're like in yeah, a play yeah. mobile. Like yeah. I should be on a ride at an amusement park and someone should be driving it. And it's no, I'm driving it. Pay attention. There's no one at the amusement park ride that's helping you with this. I just don't something about the interior of it. I just it feels not real, not not genuine, and feels kind of feels kind of meh. I'm not a fan. What about you? Which one would you not drive? So I am not going to own the Chevy Bolt EV. We feel the same. I, it's just a little too play school for me, a little play mobile. I don't really like the seats in it. I know with the Bolt EUV, so like the crossover-ish version of the yes. Bolt EV, yes. uh, the seats have been changed a little more comfortable. That also has Super Cruise, so that's a plus. But the regular Bolt EV, I just feel like I just don't care for it. Okay. That's just what it is. Like, I, it's just, I just, I like the Nissan Leaf. The back seat's terrible. Right. It's got hard seats. It's, but I just like, I like the leaf better. And that's just a personal preference thing. Now, okay, switch it back around. Okay. Which one of those five would you own? Okay. The so leaf, the Bolt EV, the EV6, Ionic 5, Mustang Mach E. I can only pick one. I can't say there's like a like a tie. No, you could only pick one. Ah, oh, you're mean. Okay. I'm Yeah, but s- you like it. Uh-uh. So I'm gonna say <laughs> this is close. I almost said the Hyundai Ionic 5, but I'm gonna say the Ford Mustang Mach E. Really? You're a big fan of the Ionic 5. I am. Okay, I love the Ionic 5, but mind you, we've been talking about the Ionic 5, and we've been very often comparing it to, like, the EV6, and so between those two, I love the Ionic 5, that's, but the Mustang Mach-E, there's something kind of cool about the, like, I like the style, I like how they, the little drive modes they have on it, I like that it feels, I know that every EV has it like that instant torque and it's a very different performance experience. But I feel like somehow in the Mustang Mach-E, they still managed to make it have that sort of performance character of like a traditional gas powered Mustang. I feel like it takes that old Mustang name, that iconic Mustang name and moves it forward into the next, you know, generation of vehicles with an EV and it does it really well. I like how it looks. I like how it drives. I like everything about it. I just really like it. I like that one. Like you were saying that you just don't like the, there's things you do and don't like, and sometimes there's no real reason. I just, the Mustang Mach-E would be my, my EV of choice. You're allowed you? to have feelings about things that you don't, you don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. Life, I just right? feel the way I feel. What about you? I would choose the EV6. I'm a big EV6 fan. Okay. I love the way it drove. I love the way the all-wheel drive drives. Um, it's just, it's just feels more my style. I think the seats are more comfortable. Uh, I also don't like the fact it has a giant display, like the Ford Mustang mach giant display. It's fine, but it kind of bothers me, okay. like honestly, a little bit. Um, I just like it better. Like I thought it was, it was a more measured acceleration and I appreciate that a little bit more. Um, I just, I just like it better again. Okay. Like it's, it's not anything based on fact or fiction. I just I just like it better, which I feel like that's the way people buy cars. Like it's yes. not this, like you look at specs, and you look at all that, but it's, it's about feeling. It's not about, you know, like whether or not it's actually like the best car for, it's not the best car. It's the best car for them. Right. And sometimes that's based purely on how you feel inside the car and how it makes you feel. Right. And which why is you one like of those it. things like when people say they love a car, like, oh, I love this. What do you think of it? Like people ask me just friends, whatever. I would never be like, oh gosh, your car's terrible. I hate your car. I don't know why you drove it because for that person, it might be the right car. They look at things differently. They The seats feel differently. The drive feels differently. Their daily life experience is different. If, if you love a car and nobody else likes it, who cares? If it's the one you like, then it's the perfect car for you. Don't, don't worry about what Bob's brother down the street says about your car. Who cares? He can buy whatever he wants. You get your own car and you get the one that you like. If you like it, it's the perfect car for you. 
I'm okay with that. As long as it's within your budget. Don't yes. go over your budget to get something that you can't afford just because you think you yeah, want you it don't more. Need a 15, irresponsible. Yeah, you don't need a 15-year loan to buy anything that's an automotive. No, Mm-mm. don't do that. Mm, no, 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 no. All right, so those are cars we love that we've driven. Yes. So we'll come back. We'll talk about HQC or Toy Alexa Palooza, as you call it. We'll talk about cars you did not drive, and then we'll talk about cars that you did drive, and then we'll talk about Bucky's because it was Texas and it's Bucky's. Because Bucky's. Bucky's, absolutely. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We are back and now it's Toilexapalooza. Or HQ Confidential, if you want to be boring and official about it. HQ Confidential just doesn't sound as cool. I'm telling you right now, if you said Toy Alexa Palooza, people would think it was much cooler. But, you know, you be you, Toyota Lexus people. So this is the second year that they have done this. They hold it at their corporate offices and down in Texas. And think of it sort of like a Toyota only auto show. Like it's, it's all Toyota and Lexus and they have very many reveals for you to go to. They show you previews of not just vehicles, but also of certain technologies and advancements that they've made. They've got every executive on the planet there. Um, and so it's, it's all the products, all the stuff that they're going to talk about cars that we may not be driving for months down the road, but this is all what's coming. So there's, it's a big event and there's a huge number of journalists there. They invite a ton of people. It's not just like little waves. It's like a giant number of people. So some people, I was there for four days. Some people are there for like five or six days. Like it's crazy. The amount of stuff that they do there. Um, the hotel was not super fancy. It was the, the Marriott town center, which is like a typical Marriott, but I got to say that that's in, that's in Plano, Texas, right by their headquarters, right by their HQ, like literally around the corner from their HQ and some of the best service there, like for Marriott, Marriott has good service. These guys were great. Like they were, they were on like, cause there's a lot of people. Like when we all came back from dinner, you know, there's like 80 people in the lobby. Marriott totally juggled it all and had everything going for everybody. So yeah, gold star for the folks at the Marriott. So we did a bunch of stuff. There was a bunch of reveals. There was also one first drive. I'll talk about the first drive at the end of it. But for reveals, first a whole bunch of Toyota stuff. So they reveal the Corolla sedan and hatchback. It used to have this really, um, really horrible base engine. I've forgotten exactly what the, because it was a forgettable engine. It's gone. So it's good that we've forgotten it. Now it, yeah, now it's a two liter four cylinder, which should be much better. That's now the base engine. So that was one of those things like, woot, woot. They also have the Corolla Cross, which debuted last year. Well, now the Corolla Cross gets a hybrid engine, which is fantastic uh, because everybody's looking, especially with what gas prices are doing right now, like up by the minute. Uh, everyone's looking for a hybrid. So they're going to introduce a, um, a hybrid. Then there is, because, you know, Corolla, 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 the GR Corolla Maurizio. Maurizio, I think I'm saying that. I'm like, Maurizio. Maurizio, Maurizio, because I have written down Maurizio, and I'm pretty sure that's not how you put it. Maurizio. Maurizio. Yeah. So this is like a, 
we are in we are in Italy right now yeah. with our Corolla I, I, in Italy. I think so, yeah. yeah, right? That's what we've done. So it's like a really hot hatch. It has a lower weight. It has improved handling. It's got um, 300 horsepower versus the 273 you'd normally get. So fantastic hot hatch situation. And then there's the GR86 SE, which is in solar orange with black accents. You guys, it looks like a Skittle, which is perfect because fancy little hot hatch type cars should be the colors of Skittles. Like that's, it should be the law. It should be Skittle colors or nothing. And they're only building 860 units of that. So it's a very small production vehicle. So a lot of cars, like you just rattled off all at once. But what you see is you have these tiny little cars, Corolla sedan and hatch, Corolla cross. We got the GR Corolla, got the GR80, a GR86 SE. They're all small. Toyota does such a good job at hot little performance cars. Like they do a good job. They're fun to drive. And I don't know that everyone, I mean, no, you're not putting your family in one of those. I mean, you could, good luck with that. But the idea that they can make these really fun cars that not only drive fun, and I haven't driven all of these yet, but like expectation, they're going to drive fun. They look fun. The colors are great. The style is great. Toyota really does a fantastic job. This all looked like a great lineup. I was pretty excited about all of this. So out of those four, I am actually most excited for the Corolla Cross hybrid. Why is that? Like, I know that's, a, I just, I feel like the Corolla Cross is the right car at the right time for so many families. Mm-hmm. And not that the RAV4 is a huge stretch for people, yes. uh, especially in the lower trim levels, but I just feel like the Corolla Cross is such a good value, yeah. especially for young families. Mm-hmm. You've got kids mm-hmm. under five um, who are in those car seats and they're not fully kicking, but like. It's just a really good value for a car. Yep. And we drove it when it had the two liter four cylinder that it shared with the Corolla. And now with the hybrid with that little extra power, I think it's a really, and we don't know pricing on it, right? Like pricing no, for that hasn't come I out yet. I don't believe I have pricing yet. I don't think so. If I do, then I can't tell you. I didn't but put it like, in my notes. <laughs> it's going to be, on, it's going to be under 30 yeah. because usually Toyota does like a $1,500 premium, but that still puts its starting price around 25 ish. Mm-hmm. That's a really good it's, deal for it's that gonna car. It's going to be a value. That's the other, you know, Toyota's, I mean, there are some, you can buy, I mean, if you're really in pricey Toyota, get a Lexus, but I mean, you can go up the trim range and start adding stuff into a Toyota. But if you want a solid, dependable car that does what it's built that it's supposed to do, you can get into Toyota's and their base trims for a reasonable price and get a, a good amount of car. And they're so reliable. Like I always say, you'll have a Toyota until it's just like you've decided I'm done with it. It's fine. I just no longer want this here. Here's to the next person who's going to drive it. Cause very rarely do they just like give up the ghost. They just keep going and going and going and going. Well, and that's why you see some teenagers driving cameras yes. <laughs> and Corollas. Like I think they're good value and they, they stick, stick around, around forever. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong nope. with that. I mean, it doesn't, it, it doesn't grow chest hair. It doesn't, you know, make me feel sexy, <laughs> but a, a Camry is a perfectly fine car. And you and I have off-roaded a Camry together. Uh, not on purpose. So, you know, we did, that was one of our first adventures we ever had together. So, you know, just to be clear, like we're not recommending you take your Camry off-road, but if, if. And certainly not on a logging trail. Right. If you were happening to maybe <laughs> following directions to what's supposed to be a really scenic waterfall that you thought could be an amazing photo op. And it turns out that that's actually a logging road that once you begin down the logging road, you can't really turn around unless you plan on driving backwards down the logging road and you just keep going to what seems like it's going to connect with another road on the map. You could do that. You could do that and you would get through it and you would survive and the car would be fine, save a little more dust than any other person on the drive route had. It came back, not a scratch not on a it. Not a scratch. 
Not a scratch. Yeah, so it's not a scratch. That is really the important part to zoom in on that. Yeah. I'm going to double click yes. on that. There's going to be the, the, there's going to be not a scratch on not that. A not scratch. a scratch. On it that. was and, fine. And shiny side up. It was totally, mm-hmm. we discovered the Oregon Trail. Yeah, and we'll just we, say that yeah, much. Exactly. We, uh, we really yeah. did. So that was our little off-road so, adventure in the Camry. Oops. <laughs> yeah. This, we're talking like oh, five yeah. years ago. ago. Like it was a while mm-hmm. ago. But um, what you thought that the Toyota connected technology was really, really cool inside that. And you've mentioned it more than once to me. So let's tell everybody okay, about so it. So this Toyota connected cabin awareness, basically it's, they won't, they'll say it's to keep you from leaving anything in the car, basically your kids, or your pets. And it does happen. Unfortunately, people forget their pets and people's kids get left in a car and it's a terrible tragic thing when it happens because lives are lost. So this connected cabin awareness can detect a heartbeat of your pet or of a person. It uses this 4d imaging radar sensor. And here's the cool thing. It can cover all three rows in a three row vehicle, it can cover the cargo area. Like if you, it can cover the footwells. So say your kid or your dog is like in the footwell of your car somehow, like playing around or whatever, it can sense the heartbeat, a heartbeat. So like your baby kids in the car, it's going to see a little fluttery heartbeat. And what'll happen is if it notices this, it has a series of steps that it can go through to notify you. And it can even turn on the car and turn on the air conditioning. So if, if it's a matter of like, it's too hot, we don't want something to happen in the moments it takes you to get there to take care of the situation. It can ensure that your loved one, whether that's a child or a pet, a pet is okay. This is neat stuff. I mean, think about that. It can detect a heartbeat. That's amazing. That's very cool. Yeah. That's very cool. And there's other other OEMs have other automakers have different technology that detects movement or detects heat mm-hmm. of the sea or weight on the sea. Right. And this just goes a step further. And I, I really, I can appreciate that. Like that's literally going to save lives yeah. and that's excellent. I, I applaud them for that technology. Absolutely. So you saw, you saw a bunch of Toyotas. Yes. You saw this technology. Yes. Uh, Lexus was there. Did Lexus have anything Lexus to share? Lexus was also there. So Lexus had a couple things to share. Their, their big thing was they had the 2023 Lexus RX. Um, which is going to and how do we feel about that? Um, I've seen photos. <laughs> okay. I, is it is it better or worse a person than a cheese grater because it looks say, like a cheese grater? I was, I was totally okay with it, and you're like, it looks like a cheese grater, and I was like, son of a, now it looks like a cheese grater, Eileen. That's all I can see. It looks like a cheese grater. It does. Like it's body. So the body sides, yeah. look like this LF one limitless concept they had like five years ago, and it, that's beautiful. Right. The back. Perfectly yes. fine. Happy with that. It's a little bit more crossover mm-hmm. than SUVE, yes. like it used to be. Um, but the front is a cheese grater, and you cannot convince me otherwise. And it just makes me like long for a sharp. And cheddar. then now, what's been seen cannot be unseen. So now we're gonna have to when we drive this. Eventually, I'm sure it'll be sometime later this summer in August. In, later yeah. in August, we're gonna yeah. drive it. So yes. when they, you know, when they send out that information, we're gonna have to like take a picture of us with like a thing of sharp cheddar and just pretend we're shaving it on the grill. Ooh. Right, right. Make, That's in Santa Barbara. We can find it. We can find. Oh, we can find nachos on the grill in Santa right? Barbara. I feel like this is we we have within I mean, our power. I'm confident we are fast women. We, we can, can make do this. this happen. So we can make this happen. Okay. So Lexus RX cheese grater front. What does it have under it's the? It's going to have uh, three different powertrains. You're going to have a gas engine. You're going to have a hybrid, and you're going to have a plug-in hybrid. And there's going to be an F Sport hybrid in the mix. So that's kind of cool to have the F Sport for a hybrid. So the F Sport Hybrid and the PHEV, which is the plug-in hybrid electric vehicle yes. version, those are new for 2023, yes. correct? We only had the hybrid and the regular gasoline version right. before. So, so it's big changes, big changes. And I like that they're doing the plug-in hybrid. I think plug-in hybrids are kind of neat. I think people, I like plug-in hybrids because I feel like they're the intermediary to getting people 
I'm not like on this big, like eco kick, like you must all go to EVs, but people who are just afraid a little bit to move the technology, it is weird to plug in your car for the first time. It breaks your head, like plug in a toaster. Sure. Plug in your car. What the heck is happening? So there's, it's sort of like the baby step of like, okay, I'm going to get used to plugging in a car. It's going to not feel weird. And suddenly it's going to become normal. So then when you start to think about, well, maybe I'll go one step further and get an EV, you already sort of get used to this sort of new idea of plugging cars in and you do get extra fuel coming. You know, you can get anywhere, I guess, on the low end from 25 up to some of them, I think, do almost 50, right? On like purely electric mode for a plug-in hybrid. That's a big difference. That is a huge saver in terms of what your fuel bill is going to be. And just driving around town, especially, that is enough. If you don't drive a lot, you could potentially never have to, you know, on rare occasion, have to put gas into your car. So I think the plug-in hybrid, I'm a big plug-in hybrid fan. I, I, you own a plug-in hybrid. I do not. I do think that they are fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think it's the right stepping stone. And honestly, like we drove the Lexus NX. Mm -hmm. Um, the plug-in hybrid is the best performing yeah. of all of those. It's a little heavy, yeah. but the PHEV is the best. And I, I feel confident that Lexus has wrangled this technology yes. to translate what is in the Lexus NX into the Lexus RX. I'm excited to drive it, though I'm not excited to look at it, um, <laughs> at least from the front, uh, just to see what it is. Like, I, I genuinely, I'm, I'm, they, they're doing it right. And while, you know, people dog on Toyota for being behind when it comes to EVs or plug-in hybrids, I do think they're doing it in the right steps because there's, rarely a flawed execution of what they have. Yeah. And that's kind of one of, the, one of the bigger things. I mean, BMW does that too. BMW is a little bit further ahead, um, but they're getting there and they're doing it well. They're doing it well every I single time. I feel like time. I'd rather see them so. take this, this angle and not necessarily have everything everybody thinks they should have, but what they do have, do it right. Don't mess it up. You know, kind of like execute it well, do it well. Um, so I think, and I think because the Lexus RX is a pretty big deal, I think that they'll probably will have executed this one well when we finally get a chance to get behind the wheel of the cheese grater i mean the rx i am looking forward yes. to that all right so speaking of yes. cheese we're gonna go to break you're gonna come back and you're gonna tell us about your barbecue adventure num, 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 barbecue. about what you drove at the track about all these other things and we're gonna talk a little bit about bucky's and then we're gonna talk about the sequoia because the toyota sequoia you got to spend some time I in did. as well but first as always but first barbecue we'll be right back As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We're back and it's all about barbecue. We're turning to the barbecue show for like the next five, 10 minutes. I don't hate I know. that. I, I feel like that is the way to go. We should all barbecue. If you don't like barbecue and you're listening, what's wrong with you? Barbecue is amazing. So I was in Texas. You can't go to Texas without having barbecue. It's a law. They turn you back around at TSA and send you back to go get some brisket if you try to leave. <laughs> so I, of course, wanted to obey the law. So I attempted to go to barbecue. So I had this the Diva Q, the woman who was the barbecue pit master who was at the Ford F-150 Lightning Drive. She said, everywhere in the world, there's good barbecue. Every city you can find everywhere you ever someplace and you want to know where the go to go for barbecue you message me so I did and she said Lockhart Smokehouse so I did and there's a random piece of butcher paper on the door that said closed today 
and I couldn't <gasps> go. I know. Blasphemy. I was horrified. Did they not know you were coming? I know. What is wrong with him? And it was literally like scribbled on this paper and taped to the door. So I don't know what happened. I'm hoping all went well. But I was like, you guys, I was recommended. This place was recommended. So then I thought, okay, what are we going to do instead? And we went to a different place called Hutchins, which is fantastic. I love the barbecue and I've had their barbecue before. But here's the thing I discovered because this is just brilliant. If you go to their actual restaurants, you have a dessert bar and you can get all the warm peach cobbler and banana pudding that your little heart desires in a little cardboard container. You want to scoop, scoop it out, eat it. You want another scoop? Guess what? Go up, scoop it out, eat some more. Excuse me, what? Yes, as much That's, dessert as... I can hear my <laughs> belly growing in size. Like I literally, like all the workout I did in my room this morning before we came on, like that has just gone to shame because Oof. I am vicariously putting right? just just an oozing, disgusting amount of peach cobbler down my gullet. I know, because, the peach God, Welcome to Texas. I love peach cobbler. Oh, so, I am down. Like, but, and then, so this is this is the place where we had the Texas Twinkies from yes, last year, right? So they catered, oh, I'm sad. They catered at the mm-hmm. track. And here's the funniest part. I didn't know they were catering catering at the track again. So when I got to the track the next day, I'm like, woohoo, more Hutchins barbecue. So they did, they had all of their briskets and they had pulled pork, but they have this thing called Texas Twinkies and their jalapeno pepper stuffed with cream cheese and their pulled pork. Then they wrap it in their bacon and then they like smoke slash grill it. And then you eat it and it's amazing. They're huge. They're not like teeny They're little. They're huge. Yeah. Like it's, it's jalapeno poppers on steroids. It's kind of like you're looking at the, something the size of a baked potato. Like they're big. They're oh. so good. And I, last year I ordered some because once I had, I'm like, I got to send this back home to me in New Hampshire. And guess what? I ordered some again. So there's more. I have, I have no problem with that. I, in fact, probably should order some myself because I don't have the time or the energy to cook those myself, but my husband will grill them yes. and they'll be fantastic. Or I'm sorry, he will smoke them. So I, so I have a- We are in the South, he will smoke uh, them. Yeah, I have a half a brisket and a dozen of those little Texas Twinkies coming back home to New Hampshire. So they, I think they will probably arrive while we are here. I think they're due to arrive maybe today, tomorrow. So they will arrive while we are out here driving the thing which shall not be named that we can't talk to you about just yet. Um, yes. So that is- so yeah, so out here driving that, we are about to get in a Ford Expedition Timberline. Yes. To drive. Now we were in it a little bit yesterday, like to and from the airport. Um, it's great. I mean, it's the most off-road capable expedition that they make. Yeah. It's comfortable. It's the same size as a navigator. Yeah. Um, haven't driven it. It's basically an F-150 up front. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Like it's fine. Like I I enjoy it. I'm looking forward to getting on the road with you to go drive the Ford Bronco Raptor. And it's <laughs> going to be amazing. But Back to back to other vehicles right now. Yes. So we'll talk about the, we'll talk about the other vehicle who we're going to perform after next week. Yes. Um, but you drove the Toyota Sequoia, which is actually interesting because it's one of Toyota's lowest volume vehicles, mm-hmm. but they're trying to actually triple the sales of it. Will this vehicle do it? Can it do it? Nicole, what is your what are your thoughts on that? Maybe. Ooh, that's a very certain answer. Uh-huh. I, so- I applaud <laughs> applaud your affirmation of their goals. So this is the first new Sequoia in over a decade. Like it's about time. Like it was getting old. It was it was just it, it was as old as the tundra. Everything about it felt just like old and dated. Nothing was broken. Nothing was really wrong. It was just like I need to update this. Like it just needed an update. So now it has 437 horsepower, 583 pound-feet of torque, a 10-speed automatic transmission. It actually is quite smooth. It drives really well. It is it was 
it was a, it was really nice drive. It has a strong amount of power, but it's not this overly aggressive thing. This is not a sports car. It's a it's a big off road worthy SUV, and that's how it drove. It can tow a, a pretty impressive nine thousand five hundred and twenty pounds. That's that's a so big that's on number. Par with like a suburban, a yeah. Tahoe, a Durango. Exactly. I mean, so not small. Is not small. So it has a significant amount of towing. Um, Good news, bad news. Hey, the all new Toyota Sequoia is here. Bad news, it's coming late summer 2022. So what that exactly means, I mean, late summer isn't even a month. I mean, that could be August. Is it still summer at the middle of September? What do you think of a summer? I don't know. I think that means the day before Labor Day, they will deliver one. One, and then they hit late I summer. Think, I feel like that's about <laughs> where we are with the chip crisis. Yeah. Um, they, they will deliver more. So did you like it? As much as the Tahoe, do you like it more than the Tahoe? Then the, what about the Armada? Because uh, I feel like those are like, like two things that really than, goes up against. I like it better than the Armada because I feel like it, uh, the Armada, ah, I feel like the Sequoia is better than the Armada just because I feel like the ride is better and I feel like the execution on the interior is better. It does a good job of being sort of still rugged truck-ish SUV, but without feeling like that cheap plastic kind of thing. Like the, the interior materials in the Sequoia are really good. Like all of them across the lineup, I feel like they've upgraded it. In fact, they have, I mean, this is three rows. It can seat eight people. It's big. And they have a new trim, this capstone trim that they've introduced. They have that in Tundra too, they right? Do. Like the highest yeah. trim like, level. So they took mm-hmm. the highest trim level in Tundra. They now have a capstone, much like the 3.5 liter twin turbo V6 that's hybrid that's in the Tundra is also what's in the Sequoia. Okay. So you can only get it as a hybrid. Correct. You can only get it as a hybrid. Okay. So it steals some stuff from the tundra or shares some stuff. It's not stealing their brothers. It's just borrowing. Um, but the capstone <laughs> trim, the capstone is really, really nice. I mean, they did a good job. It's not a luxury car, you know, cause Toyota is not a luxury brand, but it is definitely feels like the top trim of a very, like a very, it's very premium premium. It feels very premium. So I really loved it. And then of course they have the TRD Pro, which is in its own way premium, but that's the off-road trim. That's the one that you really, truly like. If you are someone who's going to off-road on a regular basis, uh, you know, every weekend, or you have something where you need to be able to do something more than just drive across like a boring dirt field, that's what the TRD Pro trim is. And it has lots of like design details inside accents that make it look a little sporty and fun. It, 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 it As much as the capstone looks like a luxury trim, the TRD Pro looks like this like bold, rugged, off-roady kind of trim. But is it like super off-roady? Like, is it Bronco off-roady or is, Forerunner it, off-roady? It is not Bronco off-roady. It is definitely not Bronco off-roady. Is it Forerunner off-roady? I don't know. Maybe. See, here's the thing. So they let us do, um, we had an on-road drive and an off-road drive. And remember, this was in the midst of all the Toilexapalooza that was happening. It was sort of in the middle of all this. So there were other things happening. So it wasn't like a dedicated, you were driving Sequoia, uh, this, only the Sequoia and all about the Sequoia. You had other things. So we did an off-road course and it was, um, there was a, it's at a place where there is a racetrack that we did track driving on in other vehicles. And then you could do this off-road section in the Sequoia and on another day, any of the sort of off-road worthy Toyotas. So it wasn't like this hardcore, long, dedicated off-road course. It was just a taste. 
a little taste of off-roading. You know, you. So went, that's something that you and I did last year. Like it's the same course exactly, we, you and I did last exactly year. Exactly the same okay, thing. Okay, so I know what you're talking about. So now. It's, okay, so it's not. Yeah, it's very mild. It's more like a trail drive yeah. with some inclines, and it has some inclines, and you go in through. There's a little bit where you kind of go down a little bit of a steep bit, and there's some water. So it's like a, a half a second of water fording, and you come up the other side, and there's sort of large rocks, but they're flat. You know, it's not like uneven. Yeah, it's like a large yeah. flat rock section. So you know, if your wheels want to slip, it it's going to grab it, and you can feel that it pulls itself right out. Um, we had a tiny little section where they let us go a little bit faster, but I think there were cows, like cows steer. Ooh. And it's like, you come around the corner and they were giving you like the stink eye. I'm like, I feel like I don't want to drive the Sequoia into a cow. I'm going to slow down a little bit. I feel like Toyota would be okay with you not killing a cow right. with the Sequoia. Right. Um, also, longhorns are beautiful and majestic and don't ever hurt them in front of me. No, it wasn't a longhorn. These had no horns. These were no horns, not longhorns. They were, they looked like cows. Okay, look, not a cattle wrangler. I'm not a cattle rustler. I don't know what I'm, they looked like black cows. They were like mostly black cows. Were they like cows. Oreos? Oreo cows? Uh, did they have white like blobs? They may have had some white blobs. They're mostly black colored cows. And I did so the black cows with no horns. Black is what you're cows telling me. with no horns. So the cows. To me, that's a cow. You have a future in farming, there, Nicole. Future <laughs> farmer of America. Seriously, right if there. this whole autos thing doesn't work out, I'm going to start farming and cattle rustling. That's that's in my future. But so we can't had, wait for your husband to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this brief section of cow avoidance where we got to go a little bit faster. Um, that that was pretty fun. It was actually kind of fun to drive fast in the dirt and a little bit of off-roading. What I would have loved was a little bit more of that. Like, I wish we'd had a little bit more time to do that, like maybe a longer course or something that was just a skosh more challenging than what we had, because I felt like it could have done more than what we did. I really genuinely felt like it could have done more. And I feel like they could have showed it off more. So I didn't go to the Tundra TRD Pro and Capstone launch. I was uh, busy doing something else. I I don't remember what I was doing, but I was doing something else. That was in Napa. I remember you and I talking about that. And that had a little bit more rugged off-roading. What? So I don't, the Toyota Tundra. Oh, the Tundra, yes. The TRD. Yeah. Yes. Yes, so, it did. Yeah, and so the Tundra was perfectly capable on that. So I wonder if because it's the same, basically the same setup underneath yeah. in a lot of ways, same equipment, I wonder if it would be just as capable. Again, had you had a larger thing, you would know, but the Tundra is extremely capable yeah, like, in that scenario, in that trim level. Like we got to do, we did. And when we did the Tundra, we actually had... It, it did more like there was it was a little bit and again not this crazy aggressive course it was like okay I really have to pay attention here and there and some tight turns and some little bit of loose gravelly rock stuff under my wheels and okay so you, I, I didn't feel like they let you do the Sequoia but I feel like it could do that like I, I felt like it held promise there that we didn't get to fully explore so I would have liked a little bit more of that because I think it could have done it. And how much does the Sequoia cost, Nicole? It is cheapity cheap. No, it's not actually cheapity cheap. It starts at fifty-eight thousand and goes to seventy-eight. So not outrageous, but not but that's about right for what you get. Right, but not like it's not a bargain basement price. So I mean, when you think about what you're getting, the capability that you're getting, the you know the, the number of people that this can carry. It, it, the capability in terms of both towing the power and the off-roading 58 to 78 is not a bargain, but it certainly is quite fair. I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably a fair price. Yeah. All right. So not a bargain, um, but we went somewhere uh, that, that had a bargain for us per se. And we will talk about that when we get back from break.
VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, we are back for our final little bit here of today's episode. Nicole, it is morning here. And when I wake up in the morning, I often think of Bucky's in Texas. It is one of my favorite places to be. It is the happiest place on earth. I don't care what Disney World has on it. Um, it you can buy anything, mm-hmm. everything, jerkies, kolaches, mm-hmm. barbecue sandwiches, yes. chocolates, yes. Uh, a swimsuit with a beaver on it. Yeah. You can buy literally anything there. And it is the happiest place on earth. And why did you not go? Because I held it against you. Okay, so it was, remember I said Toy Lexa Palooza had a lot of different things going on. It was very tightly scheduled and I did have the time like I I barely got you back make to the time for I Bucky's I will admit, you make the time I will Nicole. admit to the fail I didn't make the time I saw it in the distance I saw a little sign with a little beaver on it I was like I oh, but I, I have to get back and there's things and there's dinner and there's places I need to go and I'm supposed to talk to people and I have a conversation and a story to write and Bucky's fell by the wayside I didn't get to go to Bucky's I'm sorry you, uh, Bucky, Bucky accepts your apology, but okay. also would like, you know, the cleanest restrooms on earth are also at Bucky's. They are we the are cleanest big restrooms. Big Bucky's fans really here are. at Fast One. Big, big Bucky's, big Dutch brothers. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a certain level here that we really strive for of class. And we, we do definitely have favorite small coffee shops and mm-hmm. favorite, uh, favorite restrooms to urinate in on the long road trips. Uh, that's, that's where we are with Bucky's. But when we, last time we were there, so last year we were Eagles Canyon Raceway. Yes. And that is where we did the whole Toyota thing. And that's where they did this year, right? right? Correct. It was the same location. Yes. Now, I don't know if our listeners are aware, but we like pie. We kind of do. It's a thing. We kind of do. It's our thing. It's our thing. Mm-hmm. So we have a great, a great, wonderful friend named Kristen. And Kristen works for The Drive. But she's also native to Texas uh, for the last few years. No, she's not like native, native to Texas. from Indiana. Yeah. But... She's lived there for a long time. Correct. And so Kristen has the lowdown on the Lone Star State, and she knows where to get amazing pie in Texas. Yes, she does. So, of course, as as one does, you say, Kristen, Kristen Shaw, can you please tell me where the best pie near the Eagles Canyon Raceway is? And she said, and I jokingly, this is no joke, like literally no joke. She goes, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be the Greenwood, whatever it's called, in, in Texas. And yeah. we're like, what? Like she doesn't even think it's, about it's, it. No hesitate. No hesitation. Buttermilk pie. What it's is it called? It's it called, was at the Greenwood Grocery, which is near Denton. Gre- I don't think it, it's in it's Denton. Denton. It's in it's in Decatur, Texas. Okay. Which if I saw if I say that a tumbleweed went through, you would say that was the news of the day. Yes. It's a very small town. We drove last year we drove a blue Lexus RX there, a bright <laughs> blue one, and they looked at us like we had four heads and we're walking out of a spaceship. We pulled um, into that parking lot and it was like everybody there felt like they lived there and had a car that looked like they lived in a dusty portion of Texas. And here we come in this bright blue vehicle. And part of why we went here and why Kristen recommended this, they had something I had never had before. You had had it, but buttermilk pie, that's a it's thing. amazing. I've never had this. It is so good. Right? So, so good. Do you think it's going to be a little sour, a little mm-hmm. sweet? It is sweet. It is. Oh, it's, oh, it's good. so good. It's, it is what my arteries, I hope, are caked in. Yeah. Because it is delicious and I want to save some for later. Right? That's, so that's, it is It is good stuff. So we went in and it's this tiny little place. And like as the screen door goes like, clink and shuts behind us. Like every head in the place turns around. I'm like, we do not belong here. This is not our home. And these people know they it's were lovely. not. They were they lovely. They were lovely. But they very much knew we did not belong and the woman behind the counter was wonderful they had a buttermilk pie sitting out and it was like a whole pie Mm -hmm. and we were like oh we'll take one of those and she goes she was like i can't sell you the whole pie 
And I literally wanted to be like, we have American dollars. <laughs> like, it will be okay. Like, and I was like, I, I don't know how to react to that. And I was just like, oh, well, can we get a couple of slices? And she was so kind. And she goes, well, I'll take, like, we we, we literally came to a compromise. We did. Where we buy half the pie because she didn't want to not have pie for her customers later in the day, right. which is both lovely and also concerning to me from a business perspective. Yeah, I'm like, but sell the pie she, now. We are guaranteed yeah. pie sale right here. And so we we bought half of it and she took the other half of the pie away. And when she took it away, she looked at Nicole and I and says, you can bring back the tin tomorrow, which is like the most quaint thing right. I have. And like, just like honesty, like welcome to America. Like that's good home America. We don't get that these days. Um, but I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, we 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 don't live here. Like as if it wasn't clear. I know, so it wasn't we clear don't that live we're here. just passing through, but she was really willing to give us the rest of the pie as long as we brought her back her pie tin. And then we said, well. And it was so charming. It was we really asked for sweet. a to-go. Mm-hmm. We negotiated the to-go uh, with a box. She, I don't know if she even charges for it. She was un- she did not want to have to put it in styrofoam. I think she wanted us to enjoy it there. Yes. Um, lovely, genuinely lovely and people, the pie but just itself, not the type of people once we, we got encounter. It back to the hotel and shared the pie with the various and sundry journalists with whom we'd agreed to share pie. Um, it was delicious. That is oh, some it's amazing. stuff. I'll tell you what, people that are yeah. in the South, I say this as someone who lives up North, we have a couple pies we do good, but in the South, man, they make some stellar pie down there. <laughs> we we are the pie people. We are, are. The, and, and, and and South. I mean, meaning Julian Pie Company as well, because we can't forget that. That's also true. And that's in California, and it's not South, yeah. but yes, they also do know how to do. It's pie. Southern California. I mean, it's practically okay, Mexico so we're in some call places. It Southern, then we're going to say it's the South. Fine. It's it's, it's Southern America. Southern there we America. go. <laughs> let's not let's not tell the people in Louisiana we consider South Carolina, <laughs> South California, to be the South. They'll but, never um, let us back in the state. <laughs> no, they will never. They'll be like, Mm-mm, stay on your side of the Mississippi, lady. So it's yeah. Yeah, it's it's wonderful that like I really enjoyed the pie. I enjoyed the people there were lovely. It was very obviously a cash only establishment. Mm-hmm. Um, so a good reminder that when you are traveling in rural areas to definitely bring cash with yes. you. Um, obviously not a lot. Be safe about it. But um, definitely bring bring because there are places that you just don't take cards still. Yep. And it's they don't take Apple Pay either. It's a very interesting conundrum. Um, but that's where we are. But I loved it. I like that raceway. It's a great little raceway to kind of scoot around. Um Eagles Canyon Raceway. Love the pie. Cannot wait to have pie. Cannot wait to have Bucky's. I I'm ready to go back to Texas, but not until it goes down about fifty degrees because it is hotter it is hotter hot. than a something there. I just can't deal with than, the hot. It's, it's, it's hotter than Hades. It's hotter than Hades. I'm I'm a New England girl at heart, so the really hot weather makes me feel like I'm dying. I become like a wilting flower and I die. You want to put me in a blizzard where it's ten below? I got this. You want to put me outside where it's one hundred and ten? I'm like no. You can put clothes on. You can only take so much clothing Correct. off, especially if you have to be in public. Correct. Before you actually melt to the pavement. They will arrest and you at one point, and they won't arrest you if you come out looking like the abominable snowman. That's okay. You can do that. You can. You can. So speaking of heat, we are here in Palm Springs. Yes. We are going to drive the Bronco Raptor. Dum, dum, dum. Which should be... I am so excited about today. It's going to be so much fun. I'm really excited. We haven't driven it yet. We've... We've seen it, we've looked at it, we've taken pictures of it, we've seen the chassis and all the bits and pieces, but we have not actually had a chance to get behind the wheel. So today we're going to do that, we're going to sweat to death, we're going to get really dusty and dirty, we're going to crawl over rocks and stuff, and we're going to have a great time, I bet. I, I guarantee a good time, and we'll tell everybody about that on the next episode of Fast Women. Bye. Bye. I forgot what button to hit, I'm looking at the wrong One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. 
If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.